recording. There we go. Okay. Started. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. If you just um, are quiet, then I'll start, and then we'll be right. We'll enter it. Okay. Do you want it to be quiet now? Yes, please. Yes, I'm just. You've been quiet the whole time, which so it's silly for me to say. Just be quiet when you're already quiet. I <laughs> stop clapping. <too. laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 53 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, Ross. Let me introduce the team. The boy from the wrong side of the tracks come good. Welcome, David. Good morning, Ross. How are you today? <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. Australia's number one Mitch Marsh fan and our guru, welcome, Alex. Hey, Ross. G'day, fellas. Uh, hey, Alex. A man who'd said Dave Warner modelled his game on. Welcome, Mick. Hello, gents. Today we come to you from the twin Frederick Harold Sock Company Studios. This is a Big Load production brought to you by our Platinum Partners for 2017. You finish car wash, the once a year car polish, Tarnoff, CLR Clear, Ansett Australia, Renault Infinity, Savlaki Hut, Kids Eat Free and Michelangelo's Chelsea Heights. Don't forget our Patreon and Kickstarter campaigns, Give That We May Record Better. To kick us off, it's National Team Talk and the Australian team... I won a game of T20 hey, cricket. Get around us. Yeah. So it How was built all... since we last won a game? Yeah, oh, a while. Yeah. Uh, the last test, one of the tests we played in India that we won. That would be the oh, last oh, time. No, we won one of the bangers. Didn't we win it one day? Yeah. Oh, we beat the bangers too. We oh, won, yeah. We won it one day won... in the last series. Oh, yeah, Four true. One. Oh, just so many wins. Hard to keep track of them all. <laughs> many, many <laughs> fine yeah, wins. The golden yeah. era. Yeah, Thanks like never before. Yeah. When did we last lose a game? Better question. <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> uh, so, um, the last, the third, it was a three-match T20 series. So the third one was a washout, uh, not a ball bowled. That was uh, overnight, some night this week, Saturday or something. And we won the second T20 and it was all built around Jason Berendorf taking four for 16. I have a question, Ross. Four overs. Yes. Because the series was tied, do we still get to keep the Ashish Naira, Xavier Doherty? <laughs> <laughs> I believe last time we played T20s International with, with India, India beat us. So they're the holders, so they retain the trophy. The Naira yes. Doherty. Yes. What's the trophy on? Is it their fingers like the newly worn one? It's actually of their toes. It'd be nice if they had a Surab Ganguly trophy and just had his like T Rex arms <laughs> as the actual trophy itself when he runs in the bowl. Uh, and also in that um, Berendorf taking four for 16, an unlikely um, hero with the bat shone through. 62 not out to Moises Enriquez batting at three, I think. Moises. Yeah. Dooly hey, dooly. Yeah, India must have really taken their foot off. Oh. <laughs> They're on holiday mode, I think. Yeah, more party time. Yeah. I think Mark Ward just awoke in the middle of the night. Didn't know why. He's actually, Mark was actually in India because I read an article. That had a number of quotes from him. He said the tour had gone on a week or two too long. It's like as if he's been listening to our podcast. Yeah, no shit. One, been one, there since one day the, or a week. Yeah, 17th of September. <laughs> it's an extraordinary length of time to play T20 
to play um, eight games of uh, five hundred plus uh, three lots of forty, six hundred and twenty overs of cricket. It's yeah. extraordinary. Mm. It's a bit like our um, current local cricket season. It's probably gone on about one or two weeks too, too long. long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good, Mick. What Enjoy. I did find interesting while we were speaking of Berendorf, I actually read mm. an article, it might have been a tweet, I can't remember, but I read something somewhere. It's a very that, short article, if yeah. it, was, it was a tweet. I read, I read something anyway, and the individual suggested that this spell of bowling puts him right up there in Ash's contention. <laughs> of course it does. four good overs. <laughs> like, how the fuck does bowling four overers in a T20 mean you're going to get to play test cricket? Especially when everyone's trying to tonk you at the green. Yeah. Yeah. Is this the Billy Stanlake theory? No. Oh, <laughs> ridiculousness. He had Stanley. He had Stanley. Oh, I've got a twist in my knee. It's my first game for Australia. Yeah. I'm going to walk off. Yeah. <laughs> fucking chop it off and keep playing, mate. Put a peg on there. Go peg leg style and run in. Daniel Chick wouldn't have caught that. Fucking coward. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, oh, apparently Perendorf looks like John Cena. Oh, he does a little bit. Yeah. 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 Early Indian reporters are going on. Yeah, about the Twitter, Twitterverse was... Meltdown. Yeah, meltdown apparently. Doppel Ganger style. People tweeted about it. All the servers right. have melted. Uh, did, did one of those people retweet or did they... Was it their original idea? <laughs> No, there was, there's no original ideas on Twitter. It's all retweeted. Remember, this was the Dennis original does idea cricket, wasn't it? Comes from, and then <laughs> wasn't this the Dennis does cricket theory that uh, he was the only person who could look up how many wides were bowled in a game? Yeah. So when he tweeted so, it, it people like were stealing his stole by yeah. stats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a dead set fucking wanker, isn't he? Has he gone to Pakistan yet? Oh, oh yeah, wasn't he meant to? And it was se- September, October. <laughs> he conducted a bottom bed, mate. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was. video with an AK 47 held to his head. I'm getting the full Pakistan experience. <laughs> you know, they'll ask for like a 10 buck ransom, and someone will go, that $9 is too much, I reckon. Coffee's in the city, so. Uh, very mean. He's just trying to make his way as a crick journo. Uh, yeah, he's anyway. better than us, probably. Yeah, by being a wanker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to make his way being a cricket journalist by being a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting uh, plan of attack, but we'll see how it pans out. Robo. Yeah, playing the long game on that one. <laughs> All right. The Robo long game. Yeah, so... Um, we look forward to all of the T20 um, players returning to Australia very soon. Um, I must say that they got their, their format of the one-day team right by the end of the tournament. They dropped Wade again. They dropped Maxwell at different points. Um, they also they had five batsmen. They had five batsmen, four bowlers, a keeper, and an all-rounder. Team balance might work for us. Yeah. Yes, I know. And interesting, that Mark War article uh, that I was reading, uh, he talked about the week, the tour going for a week too long, and it's not ideal Ashes preparation that they're in India, but it's okay because they'll all be back in time to play the three Shield games before the Ashes starts. Yep. And then he said, regarding the number six position, they're really looking for a batsman who can bowl a bit, not really a genuine all-rounder. So like what we've had during the whole time we were good at cricket? Yes. Darren so, Lehman, oh, yeah. old, old Steve Wall. Yeah. Yeah. 
Interesting that the the message has changed there, that they're looking for a batsman who can bowl a little bit. That's because Andrew Flintoff's been retired for 15 years now, so yeah. we can finally yeah, move oh, the, away the from The demon's finally yeah, gone. Exercised. Mm. That's but Stokes it. isn't going to come over. So yeah, I was going to say, and, and having an all-rounder like Stokes is not really flavour of the month. You know? <laughs> <laughs> As we'll get to later. Yes. We move now into the state cricket. JLT continues. And uh, interesting there, to, uh, talking about all-rounders, I've been following WA's progress quite closely. They're going all right, aren't they? Yes, the four matches, four wins. Mm. Sean Marsh making a ton of runs. Uh, Maxi Klinger chipping in with a century the other day. But um, guess who's not getting a look in at the top of the order? Mitch Marsh. Hank Cartwright. Oh, Mitch Marsh is batting yeah. four. Yeah, Mitch Marsh is not bowling at the moment. Not sure why. He's skipper, isn't he, Mitch? Yeah. Yes, he is. But he's not, he's not bowling. No, I think, I think he's injured or something. Didn't he play through the whole last summer with some sort of injury and it was so important to the team that he just carried it? I think he had a sore lower back because his neck's so thick. Yeah. Oh, right. And I was weighing him down. It's a common price at Ale, but what what um, really surprised me is places. how little um, Hilton Cartwright is bowling. Mm. So he's barely bowling at all for WA. Uh, look at, say, a game here, uh, a typical game here. They played Queensland during the week. He bowled three overs, none for 29. Well, that's why he's not bowling. He's been yeah. smashed. <laughs> so, but, like, so that, but that means he'll fit into the Mark War thing because he's a batsman who bowls a little. Yes, yes very true, true. Mm-hmm. You yeah, think though, in a in a one day <laughs> game, in a um, you know, in a limited overs game, he'd be bowling. You know, he'd be the fifth bowler if he was, yeah. you know, yeah. genuine. But he's not. He's the sixth, and he's getting like three or four overs a game. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. Uh, the highlight so far for me of the JLT was the game between WA and Queensland. WA made three for three hundred and one. Maxi Klinger one twenty eight off one twenty. Cam Bancroft, 73 or 47. And then Queensland, in reply, were in all sorts. They lost Renshaw for a first ball globe and Joe Burns for a first ball globe. Marnus Labuhagni only made two. Lasagna. Why was yeah. that? That's disappointing. Yeah. Usman Kawaja made 81 off 78. And then it was down at number eight, our man, Mick Nessa. 122 yeah. off 81 balls. And Jeez. a little bit of late hitting from the cannon, Cameron Gannon and Mitch Swepson. And they finished nine for 292 or 41 overs, and they lost yeah. by just a handful of runs on Duckworth Lewis. I was listening to that coverage or watching that coverage, Ross, and mm. I think it's, I can't say her surname, is it Lisa, how do you say her surname? Stalaker. Stalaker. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. That one. Stalaker, that one. Stalaker. As Lisa's bowling, um, yep. they were talking about, you know, Nisa and how he's a, a decent all-round cricketer, but he's probably more yeah. of a bowling all-rounder these days. Yeah. Yes. And he just comes yeah. out and smashes it. We've all been wrong. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> it happens. And, yeah. oh, very humble yep. yourself, mate. You're probably the most humble person in this room. No doubt about it. <laughs> Any, Any other games that have uh, caught your interest in particular? No. Uh, not games, but moments. I saw uh, Mitch Marsh bowl to Usman Kawaja, uh, and it was a fairly rapid ball, and Usman has just sort of cleared the front leg and oh, smacked yeah. him over cow court. You mean Mitch Stark? Yeah, sorry, Mitch yeah, Stark. What did yeah. I say? Mitch Marsh. Oh, Mitch Stark, sorry. Yeah, yeah that's on our um, Facebook page, because that, that was the moment I shared when I did the, when I did the Mark Higgs medal for that that's brand. And yeah. also, uh, our man, 
the governor, George Bailey, yeah. got 100 against the Caxi mm. the other day. The Bear getting, what was it, 160, whatever, oh, was pretty yeah. good as well. He's proper six grand. That, yeah. uh, I did watch the... 200s in a row and then gets injured and just yeah. sits out a couple of years. <laughs> I did watch um, the highlights of George Bailey's innings, and it, he did hit a lot of boundaries. Yeah. And it did strike me that that no, no, he's gone back to normal. He's in fact standing, standing so far outside leg stump. So he had his whole wickets exposed, and like a second set would you could have seen a second set. That's where he's standing for oh, wow. a few of them, and then stepping across. And he's a strange old man, isn't he? He's always up to something. Oh, he's, a, he's a sly dog. He's always got some tricks up his sleeve. Uh, the other game that I saw that was um, quite interesting was uh, Hurstville Oval, where George Bailey was playing. That's a strange cricket oval with a cycling track around it. Mm. Unusual. Did the commentators crap on a battle like they do together? Oh, no. I used to be a greyhound track. I used to walk over the greyhound track to get to the That's because the Greyhound track was made of scoria. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they, yeah, and they, <laughs> they marked the finish line with a couple of tyre swans. <laughs> It's a unique, unique greyhound track. Unique New York. <laughs> so the t- there's there's only a handful of games to go. There's two games on today, a day game and a day nighter. So there's cricket from ten till ten, which is excellent. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, and then there's um, the carnival of cricket moves on to Bell Reeve Oval in Hobart for three matches. They'll all be washed out. Mm. Yeah, that's what I'm that, saying. Ross, so is the carnival over? Uh, yes, at the, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. So. Uh, there's the Tassie play a home game at Bell Reeve coming up on Tuesday, I think, and then Thursday there's the preliminary final, second versus third, also at Bell Reeve. Then Sunday, I think, Saturday or Sunday is the final, and uh, that'll be also in Bell Reeve. So, really, it's whoever finishes on top by Tuesday wins. Will win, yeah. <laughs> because it's three, wash, three washouts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, is, that Bell the, is that next to the River Derwent? Yes, it is. <laughs> I believe there's some sailing will go on outside uh, yeah. the ground. And while, yeah. well, what, while the camera goes to the sailing, there'll yes. be a wicket. That's it. <laughs> yes. And also, um, after the end of that game, they'll present the man of the match and the Mark Higgs medal will be nice. presented. Mark Higgs will be there in person to present Whoa. the medal. He will then get on the back of a flatbed truck that's driving around the boundary line of Bell Reeve Oval with the Seekers, and Mark Higgs will lead the singing of The Carnival Is Over. Considerable pull in the cricket Oh, yeah. Well, Mark Higgs has got nothing better to do. So he said, yeah, I'll fly down there. Just get me on a Tiger flight down to Hobart. I imagine that Sean Marsh is leading the Mark Higgs medal over mention. Uh, I, I have not had the opportunity to come up. I so, have a leaderboard, so yes, it will add possibly. to the add to the mystery and mystique when we announce it. I think Usman's later. up there actually. Oh, nice. Yes, he's been quite good. I remember I've written yeah. his, I've written Kamashwa a couple of times. <laughs> and Daniel Hughes has also been quite strong. Yes, not Mudguts. Yes. Not Mudguts. <laughs> not Mudguts. He's he's got uh, one of the quickest players ever to five hundred one day domestic runs. That's pretty good. And wow. his lowest One score. Of the quickest players ever. Uh, he's beating. He's 
He's he's beating Bevan, put it that way. He's on world record pace. Uh, he's he's got Shit. the highest he's got the highest lowest score of anyone to make five hundred runs. What? Oh. So his highest his lowest score is thirteen, and that's so the that's highest the lowest score. Oh, it's not yeah. even that high. It's stat central <laughs> over here, Roscoe. Pointless stat central. Oh, hey, Let's talk on. about fixturing. Come on, get it back on yeah, track. Yeah. Speaking of JLT, yeah. um, do you see the uh, Kel Ferguson article during the week where he said his preference and a lot of the players' preference is to go back to the old system? Why? Where you play shield and then play a one-day game. Why? Why would it? they want that? I don't know. Just because he goes, you get. I get his point. He goes because I like playing in front of my home crowd. And he goes, no. He goes, oh. like when I was a kid, he goes, I used to love going to watch one-day games at Adelaide Oval and that. And he goes, and he goes, he goes, it's shit now that we don't get to do that. Yeah. And you got to think like as a Victorian, no Victorian gets to play a one-day game in Victoria. Yeah, that, that's a simple fixturing thing. And stop yeah. playing all the games in New South Wales and play yeah. four games in each state. One after another, you know, move from state to state. That's easily fixed, and fix each it. team, each team fix could have two, two home games easily, if not three. So that's yeah, rubbish. Uh, the, the, by the same token, there'd be plenty of players who are sick of switching formats. So yeah, well, yeah. Well, as he goes, as a batsman, he goes, I don't think it's that big of a deal, and he goes. Because there's that much money in the sport now. If we can't fly a bloke in just to play one day, like you know, then what's the point? Yeah, well, money. They, and, they, yeah. they used to do that anyway. They'd you know yeah. fly the Shield eleven, and then they'd fly the three blokes who were the change-up players. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's not the money. They they believed it was better to separate out the formats, mm. put them in blocks. Anyway, they're entitled to their opinion, but I think by the same other side of the they could be. <laughs> Yeah, there'd be just as many players who prefer not to switch formats constantly. I imagine if they went back and had three years of constantly changing formats, they'd be like, oh, bring back the carnival. That was so much better. Yeah, yeah yes. true. Anyway, there you go. So there's still five teams in the running to make the final. Uh, it's WA on top, New South Wales, South Australia, Victoria, Tasmania. So top three go into the finals, 2v3 in the elimination final and one straight through the grand final. So it's all very exciting and um, can't wait to watch um, both games today. We move on now to our next segment, which is Premier and local cricket. And Victorian Premier cricket kicked off uh, last week. They're up to round two now. And it was three keepers who were the stars of Premier cricket with centuries. Get a random. Yes. Um, well, it was Doncaster's powerhouse Trent Lawford who provided a great all-round performance to help Doncaster defeat Paran in an early finish at Scrams. Yes, I was mm. going to ask you whether any games mm. at Scrams this week. Scrams. Uh, yeah. So Fitzroy Doncaster celebrated the unfurling of their pennant the yep. flag. And I see who should be holding the flag. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it looks like it. I don't think it is. <laughs> it looks very similar. It's a, it's a grey-haired gent who looks like he could fall over at any second. So, yeah, <laughs> it could be yeah, him. <laughs> uh, Trent Lawford took 3 for 30 off 9 overs Then hit 63 off just 41 balls With 8 fours and 4 sixes Well yeah. Not so, too many uh, hard run threes is that No I wouldn't that. have thought so Yes Essendon's Aaron Eyre Who's a sometimes Victorian player Made 145 not out And James Seymour made 94 Putting on 198 for the second wicket to make light work of the 257 they needed to chase, they did it in 40 of their available 50 overs. Mm. 
Jeez, dominated. Yes, Michael Top took five for 26. Top effort there. <laughs> As Ringwood defeated Melbourne Uni. Camberwell were too good for Kingston Hawthorne Hawks, our boys, the train drivers. Yeah. Yeah. They should uh, re-rename the shitfish, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Kingston Town Hawthorne Shitfish. <laughs> Come on, the shitters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Frankston Peninsula beat Geelong to win the, quote, two-bob shield. I don't know what the two-bob shield is, but there you go. How much does it cost? Yeah, exactly. Five fifty, couple of bob. I think I think the presidents of each club when the shield was carried was that, that Robert. Oh uh, right. Sounds uh, like one of those. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shield of two hands. It's a shield of two hands holding a shield. Yeah. <laughs> and on that shield is two hands holding a shield. It's shieldception. <laughs> so it's not two two hands of eighty year old blokes holding like light ices or something. Sterling. Could well be. Uh, so yes, there's a comprehensive wrap <laughs> from your uh, cricket now. Our fingers on the pulse in Premier Oh yeah, we are all over it. Now, <laughs> Alex, can you talk to me? Or David about sub district cricket. What happened uh, last week in sub district cricket? Well, they didn't. They didn't play. They didn't play because they're a bunch of weak cunts. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean they didn't play? They started this week. Yeah. They started. We started yeah. last week. Yeah, they started this week. Was that because of pitch conditions or something? I think it's because they're a bunch of wankers. No, I think the <laughs> sub district players association wanted to play less games, so they started <laughs> only playing. They've got two buys in a year now. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, no, suburb of origin. Not <laughs> sub <laughs> district of origin. <laughs> you're gonna go by your. You're born at Northern Hospital. Sorry, you got to go play for Thomastown. <laughs> All I read, like, just said online that they're about to commence round one, so they must yeah. just start a week later. Uh, week, week. Some district shitfish. <laughs> Come on, the so. shitters. <laughs> just fold the comp. Just oh, yes. fold the comp. <laughs> Aren't they the Stooges holding out so that they can't cricket Victoria can't get their better system streamlined yes, structure in place? They are. They're um, one of the major ones holding up the new system. We're not quite uh, district. We're not suburban cricket either. Yeah. So yeah. We're prestigious. We're in a happy medium of being ordinary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your fourth eleventh filled with eighty year old blokes who can't hit the pitch, but you're prestigious. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Now something that happened in talking about fourth eleven, or I think it was third eleven actually. Uh, this is third eleven cricket, premium cricket though, so good stuff. Yeah. Uh, this was Merv Hughes' son playing for Footscray Edgewater. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yes. Now the the opposition Needed five runs off the last over, and they were nine down. First ball, I believe it was, of the over. And um, uh, son of Merv came in and man-catted the bloke. Good. Mm. Good yeah. There's a bit of um, hoo-ha about it being uh, not in the spirit of the game, but uh, it's not in the spirit of the game to leave your crease before the ball's bowled. Yeah, so it's in the rules, so it's in the spirit mm. of the game. Yeah. I've seen a lot of, in fairness, I've seen a lot of positivity 
mm. towards Young Merv as well, supporting him, whatever mm. his real mm. name is. But um, the, th- the other side of that coin too is is that there's, there's a, a couple of things out of this. One, he did already warn him the over before. Yep. So it's not like mm. he just did that out of the blue. The thing that was really shit about it was is that then the fucking umpire turned to the captain and said, do you want to go through with your appeal? Yeah, he's just trying to appeal, like take himself out of the situation and say, well, I tried not to have this happen. It's like, dude, it's, it's in the rules. You're the fucking umpire. Yeah. Put your fucking finger mate, up. It's that someone simple. sticks the first slip, I don't turn to the captain <laughs> and go, oh, what do you reckon, mate? Yeah. You want to go through with that appeal? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's clear cut to me. You're out. Yeah. Yeah. And if yeah. I have to sit through an hour and a half Captain's meeting discussing the new man. Oh, I'm glad <laughs> someone went that one. Down at NMCA House yeah. with all yeah. the yeah. obese people. Yeah. Yeah. Morbidly yeah. obese people that love the league. We're taking everyone for a day. Well, we had an attempted uh, man cat in our game yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That sounds interesting. It's mm. one of those fake ones. Yeah, it's one of those ones in big fat bowler just plodding in and then like. Fucking swiping at but the stumps to prove some kind of point. Because he'd already gone past the yeah. perpendicular. Exactly. <laughs> he, he had begun his action. Uh, yes, so you don't have to anymore. You don't have to have started your action. Yeah, no, so so when your arm gets straight up at the yep. release position, that's oh, when yes. they consider the ball has left your hand. So then you can oh, leave the press. Okay. Uh, yes, yes, any, okay. Any time before that, you can be man So, yeah, we did yes. so if you go right of the ball and try to run him out. That's not it. It has to be before you get to that yeah. position. But you don't have to. But you don't have to. Like you can just run up now and just like Same. smash him out of yeah. the ground, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, it's off the crease. Yeah, we did have twenty minutes on what angle the arm was allowed to be at. Oh, that would have been good. Uh, different strokes for different folks. I think Murley was allowed to have twenty degrees. Oh, I see. Right. Sorry, Ross. No, oh, that's okay. Uh, I've got now some other local cricket news. Castlemaine District Cricket Association. They've gone... Um, a CDCA. Little bit... Yeah, the CDCA. Yeah, there's ACDC, which is just in a different order. Oh, <laughs> 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 good. <laughs> they report that when the two batsmen walk out to start play at each ground at one o'clock each Saturday, they play Thunderstruck on their phone. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And the opposition has to get stuck with Hell's Bells. <laughs> Yeah, it's like takes forever because there's like a one-minute just bell. Yeah, yeah. A 40-minute preamble. Slow bell. Anyway, they've kicked off the season with a month of uh, one-day games, which is fair enough. And then they're going a little bit funky in the month of November, and they're going T20 double-header Saturdays. So what does this mean? It means that... um, one of the local teams just out of town, they'll they'll kick off a game at 12.30, one, a T20 game against one set of opposition. They'll then finish that game, jump in their cars and drive 15 minutes to another ground and play another team in a T20 game starting at 3.30. Now, you talk about having the shits as a cricketer, that would give me a bucket <laughs> shot. <laughs> so. Yeah, because well, you, you, you have to you have walk because you don't have <laughs> So it's a... See Bull on his fucking BMX with his yeah. cricket bag on his back. Fucking hell. We like to see all these cars. <laughs> <laughs> Just stones. Under in my face. That's it. it sounds like a whole lot of fun to me. The oh, best bit is... Imagine how tight their hammies will get the car off. Oh, no. Lucky they don't have to drive out to Casey. Yeah, that's yeah, why Brock McLean refuses to play in the camp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Castlemaine District. 
<laughs> the association. Um, one of the interesting things was it's a five-team comp. So lots of, there's a buy as well in there. Oh, okay. So some, t- some teams only play a game at 12.30 and that's it for the day. So that's interesting. What do you do when you finish cricket at 3 o'clock? Don't know. Got the piss. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then other teams don't start their day of cricket till 3.30 and only play oh, one game. That was yeah. So yeah. what is... Um... <laughs> What is an um, Graham Chapel, the head of the Castlemaine District Cricket Association um, Development Academy, put in a taxi side? Ooh. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Get rid of the boy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Graham Chapel. Fucking sucks up, mate. Yeah. No, I think. Uh, Sorry, Roscoe. No, the boy is a is a favourite of the Castlemaine District Cricket Association because they've got four grades: A grade, A reserve, B grade, B reserve. But they don't follow that structure. You know what I mean? There's yeah, yeah. Different teams. But every division has a buy in it. <laughs> I think they oh, like right. a buy. No team, no division has an even number. <laughs> oh. yeah. Now we're talking about lazy cricket. Yes. I've got this. This is the B reserve, so the lowest grade of Castlemaine District Cricket Association. It's all one day games. They're all uh, forty overs each, and it kicks off. It kicked off yesterday, and then we have a buy, of course, because there's seven teams. And then there's a general buy on the 4th of November. So they play three games and then have a general buy. So they can have the long weekend for Melbourne Cup. That's it, yep. (laughs) Then then they come come back and play another two games and have a general buy on the 25th of November. (laughs) I don't know why. Is that the first Ashes test? I don't know why there's a buy on that day. There's a strong association presence, isn't there? Oh, yes, Definitely. Then, I don't um, want to play four games of cricket for a season. <laughs> well, I know we're on cricket next year. <laughs> yeah, they round out the pre-Christmas with three games in December, so don't play on the twenty-third, which is fair enough. Yeah. So that means eight games prior to Christmas. They then have their Christmas break and reconvene on February the third. Oh what? wow! <laughs> <laughs> I definitely know we're on fucking playing cricket next year. They play like two games after Christmas. Yeah, hang on, hang on. Hang on, here we go. They they then, they play February the 3rd, they play a full round. Of course, someone has the bye. Then they play the 10th of Feb, but that's the round they play, you know, where lots of teams have to have to bye so that it's even across the season. So three teams have a bye that week. There's only two games on. Then they have a general buy on the seventeenth oh. of Feb. <laughs> I don't know why they're fucking buys. They'd be That's finished before Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why there's a general buy on the seventeenth of Feb, but there is. They then have uh, round eleven and round twelve, twenty fourth of Feb and third of March, and then finals are the tenth and the seventeenth of March. Oh, yeah. You just so know that a, this yeah. fixture was put together by a couple of forty year old blokes. We still want to play cricket, but not that much. And they go, we'll yeah. sort out the beer as their fixture. Yeah. And just went bang and put it together. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, so I understand the Melbourne Cup long weekend, boy, but I don't understand the 25th of Feb and the 17th, the 25th of November and 17th of Feb. I, I love the Christmas break of 16th of December to Feb 3, though. That is gold. Is the uh, 17th of Feb, <laughs> is that when the AFL Women's kicks off? Might be. Oh, I think it is, yeah. yeah. I think that's actually when... Dustin Martin's getting presented with the keys of the city. So that's yeah. Oh, yeah. when they're unveiling his statue. Yeah. yeah, that's it, just over the road. Made yeah. out of recycled Jim Bean cans. Possibly doing his iconic <laughs> don't argue pose. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. 
<laughs> possibly. possibly not happening at all, but possibly if it does possibly happen, possibly in that pose. Actually, I yeah. there's going to be a statue next to it as well with a girl with tits out wearing a Allegedly. Anyway, I'll give you updates on. I've had to find a new team, as you know. Um, so I'm I'm on the Guildford Goats this year. I'll give you updates Guildford on that. Guildford Goats. Is that serious? Yeah, the Guildford Goats Cricket Club, yes, and they play at Guildford. Mm. Wow. All right, yes. nice. So I'll give so you updates on how they're progressing. What's their war cry sort of thing when someone gets a wicket? Bad. We are goats, yeah. hear us roar. Yeah. <laughs> it's not one, two, three, go goats. <laughs> go, go, go. I think Should what be. they do is they just all lower their heads. Yeah. And <laughs> with their helmets on, with yeah. their helmets on. They all field with helmets on yeah. for that reason. <laughs> Yes. So they're, they're my team for this season. I'll, as I said, I'll keep you updated on what so, they're doing. Right, well, we'll have a very rooms. picturesque ground. I'll get some photos up for you. Please do. Will do. Okay. Good. Uh, we, hope you do. Uh, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> do uh, continue. <laughs> well, it's funny you should keep uh, pestering me, Alex, because it's over to you now for some women's cricket news. Yeah, um, I thought because I don't think we've gone over these squads for the Ashes, the women's Ashes. No, I don't Probably believe you have. No. Mm. So I'll run through those. We could make fun of their last names doing various nickname gags. I sure. like it. Sounds good to me. Mm. Kristen Beebs. Beebsy. Beebsy. Alex Jim. Blackwell. Jim. Isn't she Alex captain, Black- Alex Blackwell? No, she's no, not. No, she's not. Oh. No, I think Green Rachel Haynes, is. isn't it? Green Lagoon. Blackwell. <laughs> Blue Water Ball. <laughs> yeah. Nicole Bolton. <laughs> 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 Hold on. Oh, <laughs> I was like, why is that so funny? That's why. Uh, Lauren Dog Cheetle. Yeah, yeah you like that one. Yeah. Ashley Gardner. Rachel Haynes, who is the skipper. Isn't she the Hain plane? She is the Hain plane. Major Hain. It was her dream to play rugby for BG, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Instead, she had to settle for playing NFL for San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> Australia or England's team? Australia's team. Australia's Come on, guys. We're You're on a cricket podcast. We yeah. Talk about um, I thought it was a men's cricket podcast. I didn't bother with this stuff. Oh, well. Yeah. I'm sexist. What are you going to do about it? Who's next? <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? Alyssa Healy? Oh, she's going to bring the bitch back, apparently. Is she? Yeah. She's got a real Matthew That was that big quote coming out the other day. Good. Yeah. Like Uncle Ian. Yeah. 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 Call the people fat fucks, basically. <laughs> you can't have a runner just because you're fucking fat. Jess <laughs> uh, Jonathan? Johnson or Johannes? Johannes. Johnson. Okay. It is Johnson, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is she the one with the weird right? fucking tattoos and does weird shit? No, she, nah, no. she's the leggy. That's Perry Pedro, doesn't that's get Pedro you. Or shut, is it? Yeah, yeah, she's the one, you know, from the ad, if Perry doesn't get you, Johannesson uh, will. Johannesson will get uh, you. Yeah. With some drifted in leggy break. Yeah. Yeah. Right, girl. Talia McGrath. Uh, Pitch. Yeah. Beth Moody. The yeah. mood, mood bear. Yeah. So, you know, the mood woman. What do I salute? <laughs> <laughs> Elise Perry. Yeah. Hot sauce. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything negative about her. Nah, she's great. Perry, hot, Perry, Perry, hot sauce. That's good. Yeah, that's good. I know, it's good. I said it. Let's go. <laughs> Megan Schutt. She's the... Uh, Shoot the door. The Joker. Shoot the door. Is oh, she the Joker? She's yeah, the one... She's the Joker. Yeah, like, I read a quote from her the other day going on about she... Um, about the gay marriage thing. She goes, I just want to marry my partner. Right, so I didn't even know she was gay. So, unsurprising, but I suppose women's cricket. Yes. Uh, Elise Villani, the villain. Mm. 
bad girl of Australian cricket. Yep, sure. Amanda Jane Wellington. The old boot. The gum boot. The gum boot. Okay, that was the ODI squad. The test squad is exactly the same, except with Belinda Vakarewa. Easy for you to say. Mm. Added to the squad, so... There you go, guys. Oh, good All right, great. Yep. Uh, now anything I else? Move on to other women's cricket. Have you got some more stuff? I do. Oh, and is it short? <laughs> uh, way longer because it's about oh. my favourite. Uh, it's a long story. International cricket country, Pakistan. Pakistan. Yeah. Oh, fucking yeah. does cricket over here. <laughs> <laughs> so I recently did a tour and did the full full tour, and I got an AK forty-seven held to my head, and I had to read off a note. You didn't just retweet Dennis's tour and claim it was your own, did you? Uh, only happy to tweet out. Pakistan. So that was when you're a cunt. So as you know, <laughs> there was a fallout after the World Cup uh, in Pakistani cricket where they did win a game. Umesh, so my man Sabir Azar went right through the side oh. and ripped into everyone's oh, curry. Yep, and he said three like three people, Salamir, Javira Khan, and Noin Abidi were the trio that sort of didn't even talk to the younger members. They were very selfish. They only played for themselves. So I'm like, got So under his guidance, the Pakistani cricket board has gone right through, sacked a whole heap of people, um, including Salamir. They sacked, took her captaincy away from her. She's then cracked the shits. Oh, actually, no, the other way around. She cracked the shits because someone in the uh, board wasn't... Uh, she didn't like someone in the... What's it called? The women's... Women's wing of the Pakistani cricket board, which is weird. I think it's come up the West Wing. Sure. Anyway, so she said, I, I won't be coming to the training camp. I'll, I'll travel won't. with the team. I won't. <laughs> yeah, I won't. We're coming to... <laughs> Travel with the team unless some crucial issues regarding women's cricket are addressed. What do they want? Which I've communicated to the top PCB management, the top brass, if you will. That's the Pakistan Cricket Board. Yes. She said management has compromised players' respect, merit and physical and mental well-being. Not good enough. So she didn't go on the trip and so the PCB said, all right, you're not captain anymore. Seems fair. Yes, but she's still touring. Well, she's still on the, in, uh, picked the latest squad to play New Zealand in Sharjah, 1420 International. That's a long story, this one. Interesting <laughs> to me that she's been sacked for the captaincy and obviously a disruptor, but they've said, well, you're our one and only gun cricketer, so you play. She's yeah, standard. mate, we've all got stuff going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the um, PCB sacked me, right? And, and the women's week. General manager who Sanabir wanted sacked got sacked as well. Aisha Ashar. You're sacking everyone. Yes. So they yeah. also sacked. They must go. They also sacked the entire selection. <laughs> like a rug sale. <laughs> so the fifty percent of Pakistani selectors. <laughs> so the selection committee got sacked. So this squad was selected by the junior selection panel. Oh, hold on. 
Yeah, I don't know what that is. Policy. I don't know what it is. Wasn't mentioned anywhere. I think they're just sort of like cadets. Well, you could speak to Tip Madsley after this podcast. Yeah, he knows. If there's somebody knows something that's selecting, it's old Tip Madsley. Yeah, I think all the chairman of selectors in the world went to Dubai and had a conference. So would it be when they say the junior committee? Does that mean maybe they're the guys who select the under nineteen squads? I don't know, or they're just junior selectors. I don't know which way it is. Oh, so they're they're Mark Moore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Mark Moore selected their squad for him, the junior selector. <laughs> no, but there is a Gorinthus Sandu type. Mm. Right, read the So the squad was selected by the junior selection panel, led by Basit Ali. No, I don't know who that is. Angela, they call Five players from the World Cup squad have been sacked out of the squad for this series. Mm-hmm. So I'll go through the... Um, list of players here. So it's very interesting that the three players that were all the disruptors and were told from the um, Sabir Azar review that were the worst people should get out, two of them are still in the squad. So nine Abidi was the only person who got axed. So Sabir and Javira Khan are still in the squad. Javira Khan has been appointed vice-captain. What about Shaka Khan? I've no idea. So Ayesha Zafar is playing Nahida Khan, Javira Khan, Bismar Barut, who is the new captain. Sweet. Wow, that's a, yes. that's a ballsy appointment. It is. Barut, Barut is on fire. <laughs> yeah. Is there, is right. there any, any update, Alex, on Chinggis Khan? Chinggis Khan. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> Long time retired, I think. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Put away the broadsword, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Skeleton, a great Nicholas Song. <laughs> Iram Javed, Aliyah Riaz, Sidra Nawaz, who is a wicket keeper, as you know. Sanabir, obviously. Diana Bay. What? Russell Arnold? Arnold? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's, it's literally how you spell Diana. Okay. Imagine that's what it is. Diana, definitely. <laughs> Still. Natalia Pervez, Amir Anwar, Nashra Sandu. Sister of Saida Yusuf. Now it's um. Slater Yusuf. Saida, oh, Saida. It's a quite a young squad. There is only two players in their thirties, and they're both thirty years old. Nice, Mahina Khan and Sadabia. So yeah, they've gone for the youth policy, I think, which probably come out of the junior selection panel, I imagine. So it'd be very interesting to see how they go against New Zealand, which has been played in Sharjah. Yeah, I won't. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you, Alex, for that recitation of the Karachi phone book. Uh, funny that you should talk about Pakistan because that's an excellent segue into my much more interesting um, segment. Well, Ross, I will say before you start, I did get mm-hmm. inspired by your Bangladesh test squad reading. Oh, yes, but that mine was good. Okay. <laughs> we have a look now at uh, a book I picked up last week called... The Inside Edge by Rod Marsh, and it's a look oh, back at the the 1982-83 Australian Summer of Cricket. The Inside Edge. The oh, Inside man. Edge. Yes, it's written so by did, Rod Marsh. Did he, um, did he sue the magazine when they started publishing? <laughs> I think Playing for Keeps was taken. Yeah. <laughs> and what was it? Tied tests and tight tits? Yeah, that was gone. Yeah, that was gone, really. <laughs> Just taking a late show reference there. Yep. Yeah. So uh, the Australian summer of cricket in 1982-83 started with a tour of Pakistan. So I've got some wonderful quotes from Rod about his time in Pakistan. 
The more you think of the 82 Australian Cricket Tour of Pakistan, the more you want to forget it. <laughs> Quite apart from the fact that the Pakistanis beat the pants off us in the three tests and two one-day internationals, the country itself is, to the Western visitor, a non-event. Oh. For what... <laughs> Jesus. For one thing... really? All Western visitors, all of them. <laughs> for one thing, the population is almost exclusively Muslim, which means it's illegal for them to drink liquor. Every Australian cricket team of my experience looks forward to a beer in the dressing room after a long, hot day's play. And Pakistan seems to have more long, hot days than most countries. <laughs> but beer in the dressing rooms was out. We were lucky in being able to have supplies of Australian beer and canned fruit shipped in. This was really our staple diet. <laughs> fruit and beer. <laughs> Unless you care to play Pakistani roulette by living on their curries, there is little else for the tourists to eat. Now, I love a good curry as well as, as much as the next man, but I've never come to grips with eating it when I've got a game of cricket to play the next day. So, swan lager and canned Australian fruit it was for me. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Imagine their shits. <laughs> <laughs> Just slip out, I imagine. <laughs> Warnie, Warnie must have read this book as a kid. Going, yeah. That's how you do it. <laughs> Some of the guys had not toured Pakistan before were a little more adventurous and ignored warnings about sampling the culinary delights of the mystic East. They certainly kept the team doctor busy with their stomach complaints. Uh, I suppose if you're on an extended tour of Pakistan and lived on beer and tin fruit, you'd come home an alcoholic with fruit fly. I guess it will still beat the ravages of gut-tearing, bowel-blowing curry. <laughs> but good food is not, the, not really the big drawback over there. It's the boredom. God, the boredom. Uh, the average day play starts at 10am and ends about 4.30. So you've got the rest of the afternoon and the evening free. But what do you do? Very, very little, because there's very little you can do. You go back to your hotel, in the bigger hotels they give you a team room, and you sit around. You just sit around. <coughs> Having been to Pakistan before, I made sure I packed a cassette player and lots of ammunition this time. At least we could listen to music. They also had in-house TV movies, and if anyone would like to hear me recite the entire dialogue of The Sting, don't hesitate to ask. I saw it 33 times on that tour. <laughs> Boredom can make a man do silly things, and we found our outlet in firecrackers. <laughs> of course they did. <laughs> Why? A few of us went shopping during a rest day in Lahore. We came across a shop specialising in fireworks, which are pretty big in Pakistan. Frankly, I agree with the campaign in Australia of outlawing fireworks, because I think putting a cracker in the hand of a kid is about as sensible as letting a drunk driver take the controls of a jumbo jet. <laughs> But we I, don't needed... they, I don't know if they're comparable. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> a long bow there. Yeah, but we needed a dis- distraction, and I suspect Alan Border was deprived of fireworks as a kid because he bought a huge bundle, most of them, in fact. Graham Wood turned out to be a frustrated astronaut because he delighted in firing skyrockets from his hotel window. Greg Ritchie went more for noise than colour. The old penny banger was his go. The old penny more... banger. Yeah, there were more bangs in our hotel than you'd find in a mining town massage parlour on pay night. <laughs> I think that's his own. The rest of it was the ghost rider. <laughs> we raided each other's rooms and generally made first-class nuisances of ourselves. Cole Eager, our team manager, had no choice but to ban fireworks altogether. So it developed into a game of hit and run. Letting them off was secondary. The secret was not to be caught doing it. 
Uh, anyway, there you go. It's almost too painful to recall what happened to us on the field in Pakistan. We thought like losers, we played like losers, and we lost everything we attempted. <laughs> so that was a, a um, interesting insight into what goes on in the tour of Pakistan in the um, hey, Ross, early 1980s. How old yeah. was Barty of the team? Were they a young oh, be, team? Yeah, no, he would have been 30. Would have been That's just 30. about... The time that like him and Lily and that all started pulling up stumps, wouldn't they? Yeah, they finished in eighty five, I think. So this is eighty two. Yeah. So they're yeah, so fair they're age. Like be 30, 32. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not twenty. To get told to not use fire crackers <laughs> in a hotel room. Come on, guys. I think that last line though um, sums up <laughs> like a lot of cricket I've played. We thought like losers. We played like losers, and we lost everything we attempted. <laughs> I just thought that's great. <laughs> That's it. Think like losers, play like losers, lose everything. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, so yes, there's there's more drops of gold though in this book, but I'll just you know let you sit on that for this fortnight, and we'll come back with slow some drip, more slow drip, drip. That's it. Travel photo. That's it. That's it. And some of the um, analogies are quite great. I think they're the only bits Rod wrote. The one yeah. about the um, mining town massage parlour and the um, <laughs> and the fully laden jumbo jet. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. So that was our book club for this week. We move on now to international cricket and uh, the new Test and ODI leagues. There's been a lot of chit chat about them in the uh, past week or so. Yeah, rub me through those, Ross. Well, they're going to have a number of teams in the Test league, and they're going to play each other. X number of times, home and away. Each country's going to play this many series in a two-year period, and then the top two teams are going to play off in a test in England at Lords, I believe. In starting it all kicks off in twenty nineteen. Right. Yes, but um, I don't, I don't know that it's going to happen. Don't know. It uh, all seems a bit uh, convoluted. The only thing I'd say is that they should block out windows of time for the test. So yeah, at the moment there was. Uh, there was uh, Sri Lanka and Pakistan playing a test and South Africa and Bangladesh were playing tests and the tests were almost synchronised, like they're playing at the same time. So I reckon every country, there's only 10, 12 test-playing nations, just play them, OK, this, starts, this test starts this Thursday, the next one starts the following Friday, then, yeah, we'll have a weekend off and you come back and you play the third test the next Thursday, starting the next Thursday. That would work. Yeah. And there's your three-test yeah. series played in a month and if every country in the world is doing the same thing... Maybe they want to offset them by a little bit, but October could be, you know, test month or something. I don't know. Yeah. So is the idea behind this test league to get more nations playing against the new members? No, it's the opposite because it's only oh. nine or something in it. So they'd actually be, though they have test status, they wouldn't actually get fixtured to play against anyone. So it oh, doesn't okay. make a lot of sense. Yeah. Yes. And uh, the... Hmm. The global T20 in South Africa is kaput. Yes, pulled the plug. Yeah. It blew up spectacularly, unfortunately. So they couldn't get enough investors in it, or? I think so. I think that was the issue. They couldn't get I think they didn't have enough AB de Villiers to go around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I don't think they got TV. They couldn't sell no, it to the TV. Indian TV, I think, was holding them back about three weeks ago, so I think that might not have come to fruition. Yeah. So instead, they're going to have the domestic Ram Slam. Oh, yes, oh, good. My favourite. Yeah. Of all, all the slams. Slams, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All slams, yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that with a finger blast and then Rams. Yeah. Yeah, do they have, Do they ever play like an away fixture of the Rams lab at Scrams? <laughs> oh, not that I'm aware of, but perhaps they should. I see Kyron Pollard has um, uh, taken this opportunity to join the Bangladeshi Premier League, and he's going to play for the Dhaka Dynamite. Oh yes, please. An explosive team, I hear. <laughs> <laughs> so how the fuck can Bangladesh organise this in South Africa? Can't. Because the Bangladesh blokes don't pay their players. Yeah, that's true. Don't hide, you're still waiting. Mm. Yes. Yeah, There's a bit of, um, um, during the week, international cricket, Australian team pass was hit by a rock. Another one. Yeah. And I, um, I do know someone who lives in India, Sean, Sean Tate. I've got a bit of information. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. right. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, put my I've got a bit of information on right. what may have gone down for Good this. Good bit of sizzle okay. there, Ross. Good bit of sizzle. Well, we move on now, Alex, to news about Crick, and I believe you have some info on Ben Stokes. Well, I was going to say, just before you move on, um, while we're still talking about international cricket, um, Dean Jones got appointed cap- uh, coach, captain. Like captain coach. <laughs> got appointed coach of Afghanistan. Yeah, for right. their, um, they've got an upcoming tournament or yeah. something and the hopes is is that the people of Af- the Afghanistan guys are hoping that uh, after the tournament if it, there's some success involved there will be a two year contract offered to oh. Dean Jones that's what they're oh, hoping yeah. for so mm. yeah from Romsey to Fazalabad it's a big change <laughs> yes yeah. okay so over to news about Creek and so one little tidbit I noticed in the article explaining how New Balance had taken their sponsorship away from Stoke for bashing up on a bloke for unknown reasons. Mm. Did we find out the actual reason why he did it? Well, he was drunk. Oh, yes. The, um... Gay hate crime, I believe. Uh, Fitzroy Doncaster personality, Brian Smokey <laughs> Dawson, oh, yeah, God. informed me on Thursday night because Dicko from, Futs- from Fitzroy oh, Doncaster yeah, is yeah. mate of Valley Tales. Yeah. And um, apparently the guy was hitting on... Apparently he, Alex Hales, like, stole that guy's girlfriend, so the guy went to square up. And apparently this makes Ben Stokes all right because he's sticking up Alex Hales. But in this story, it sounds like the bloke got the shit kicked out of him is the bloke who's, like, the victim in all of it because he had his missus stolen, went to go and say, hey, mate, what are you doing? And a big, giant, red-headed New Zealand bloke beat the shit out of him. (laughs) And then Alex Howard kicked him all in yeah. the ground. Yeah, that's what I said to the spokes. Like, mate, I go, anyone who kicks anyone in the head when on the ground's a prick, doesn't matter what your reasoning is. Yeah. So there's a bit of inside knowledge on that. Yeah, there's inside, inside edge. Yeah. Yeah. Inside thigh pad. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> so I was reading through this article about how New Balance has said we don't support or condone anything like this, blah, 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 take a little money away from Stoke. So it turns out recently, Stokes had made a video and put it out online mocking Harvey Price, who I found out today was the son of Dwight York, York and, and the glamour model Jordan slash Katie Price. Right. That's right. massive kid. So he. <laughs> <laughs> hey, some people need to know this information. These are, these are little nuggets of information that makes the story good. Exactly. So he, he Stokes put out a video online mocking this kid who has who suffers from autism, ADHD, Prader Willie syndrome, which I don't know where he's like blindness. So he went like talk about kicking people while they're down, he went really Alex Hales on. Yeah. 
Why? That's even worse because the kid's blind, so he couldn't see the boot to the head cover. <laughs> <laughs> So, Stokes has really been gone through the rigour recently, hasn't he? Bloody hell. He's made a few bad decisions, you might say. You know what I hate? I hate when bad things happen to bad people. (laughs) So unfair. Really sad when that happens to bad people. It's just really annoying. You know he's going to play, but they might as well just go. ECB might as well come out and go, you know what? He plays career good. We don't fucking care. And send yeah. him over because you know and Steve Walker coming out. Boy, in our fucking day, we would have rubbed him out. Warney did not. Warney never did violent things, yeah. but Warney did that much garbage, and you guys just went, "Yeah, but he takes a fuckload of wickets." Yeah, yeah. Did Ricky like, Ponting get axed when he got? Yeah, but he was really young. He was really young then, but and he did get axed. Yeah, but he was really young, and he wasn't necessarily like Stokes. Like, he was only, what, about 10 tests deep when that happened. And then the second yeah. time it happened, he got the shit kicked out of him, and it wasn't even his fault. Yeah. First time, fair enough, but the second time, was yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyway, very good at fighting. Very good. Well, thank you for that news about Crick, Alex. We move on now to Mick. All righty. So I have a short take diary. Alrighty, so uh, Sean Tate diary. So 7th of February, 1997. Sean is 14 years old. <laughs> Mr. Bullock is a real knobhead. <laughs> he, strut, he struts around in his suit and his fancy coloured socks like he is the greatest thing ever. He's really just a wanker. He only teaches business ed. It's not like it's a real subject anyway. The boys try to tell me he's a real badass. I think he's all going, no show. Would a badass really wear a check pink shirt and socks with watermelons on them? <laughs> The 9th of Feb, 1997. Sean is still 14 years old. Just when I thought business ed was the biggest waste of space class, I walked into Mr. Guinness's IT class. <laughs> this bloke looks like he crawled out of a swamp and chucked on a pair of slacks and an ill-fitting shirt. <laughs> I can live with that, but he's just so boring. He won't even let us look up girls with their jugs out on the internet. <laughs> He kept going on about how the internet was created for sharing ideas and not so teenage boys could objectify women. <laughs> what a fucking loser. This <laughs> <laughs> leading team to come out of nowhere. <laughs> the 10th of Feb, 1997, Sean is 14 years old. Oh, here we go. <laughs> so Mr. Slater told me I'm going to lunch and chucking rocks at other kids. I tried to explain to him that it's my passion. <laughs> And you wouldn't tell Picasso how to paint or Michelangelo how to say cowabunga. <laughs> he was having none of it and gave me after-school detention. He's such a spoil sport. It's like he doesn't even understand what it's like to be a kid who has to come to school every day. <laughs> it's like he never got that experience as a young boy. <laughs> and we jump forward 20 years to the 11th of October, 2017. Sean is 34 years old. <laughs> Mum always said throwing rocks would get me in trouble. <laughs> I was just trying to say hello to my old mate Justin Langer. I kept yelling and yelling, but he couldn't hear me over the massive crowd. So I thought if I could just get his attention, I would say hello. So I threw a rock at him. <laughs> I never meant to break that bus window. <laughs> and that's a short date diary. Oh, thank you, Mick. Uh, listener feedback now. Uh, we're all shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Certainly we are. Well, we are... 
Our stuff is going out on all major social media and podcast platforms. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, at Midoff Cricket, on our website, midoffcricketpodcast.wix.com slash home. Our next podcast will be on a fortnight on October the 29th. Until next time, it's bye for now. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you later. See you.